It's the Y'all Show. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the All South Program. John Rawl with you. And our number, 803-816-1170. Hope you're doing well. As we're winding down the month of July here, just a few more days before we turn the page to the month of August. And the little kids all over the South are like, oh my gosh, we got to go back to school. <laughs> if they haven't already gotten back to school. Yeah, some districts start in July. Oh, I'm going to... Well, it's just so terrible to be a kid in 2018, I'll tell you. Well, on today's Y'all Show, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be talking with Matt Hermans in Hour 2, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And he's on the road. He's in a place I'd love to be right now, Charleston, South Carolina. He's going to go down to Savannah, Georgia. He's going to be going all up and down Highway 17. And we're going to find out it, what he's already devoured from a barbecue standpoint and any kind of tips he's got for us. That's coming up in an hour, too, as we'll have our barbecue report with Barrister Hermans on today's Y'all Show. We'll also take a peek at the Big 12 Conference. They just had their media days last week in Texas. And we'll hear from the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley. Remember, Oklahoma went to the Final Four of college football last year, and they took Georgia to overtime in the Rose Bowl, but just couldn't get it done, and their good season ends. So will they be back in that same prominence in 2018? We'll have the coach on to tell us what he knows about his program in hour two. Plus, we'll be hearing from the skipper on the 40 acres, Texas head football coach Tom Herman. He was also a part of Big 12 Media Days, and we'll have his audio and we'll also have the projected finish for the Big 12, according to what the media said about the Big 12 Conference. That's coming up in the second hour of today's program. In this hour, we've got a lot of fun. We've got a special tribute to the 20th anniversary. Today is the 20th anniversary of the release of the epic film Saving Private Ryan. One of my favorites. Probably many of you also feel that Saving Private Ryan is one of your favorites. If you like any kind of movie about World War II or any kind of military history movie, it is truly one of the real gems, and we'll give a proper salute, a military salute, to Saving Private Ryan later this hour. In the next segment, you don't want to miss it. It's, it's kind of a nothing like D-Day battle, but there's really been a battle going on in Georgia the last few weeks, and it's going to continue as today in the Empire State of the South they're having a Georgia Republican primary runoff. And we're going to welcome in from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Jim Galloway. He's been covering Georgia politics for decades. And he'll stop by and share his insight analysis on what's going on in Georgia today as voters will decide between the Secretary of State of Georgia or the current Lieutenant Governor of Georgia which one of those two gentlemen are going to advance to take on Stacey Abrams in the general election in November? That's ahead. Jim Galloway, a true classic in Georgia politics and coverage of Georgia politics. He'll be on in the next segment on today's Y'all Show. You don't want to miss it. As we dive in now to the headlines across the southeast, and we always look across the headlines from Texas to Virginia, from Missouri to Florida. In the Lone Star State, authorities have recovered four bodies from the scene of an apartment complex fire that uh, displaced 200 people. This happened in San Marcos, where two apartment buildings there located north of Texas State University 
were caught on fire, and the city says the fire began early last week, when early on Friday of last week, and caused extensive damage to both apartment complex. The cause of the fire remains unknown, but authorities say dozens of officials were working the scene earlier this week. Just a terrible thing. Fire Marshal Kelly Kistner says all four bodies were found in a single apartment building which did not have sprinklers and was built around 1970. Terrible news as four people die in a fire in San Marcos, Texas. Now to the state of Alabama and in Talladega County, east of Birmingham, automaker Honda is going to expand their automotive plant in Lincoln, Alabama. The automaker is pumping another $54.8 million into the Honda plant, adding more than 50,000 square feet to its Line 2 operations, and this will also Im increase the number of jobs as they'll have an expansion there at the Lincoln, Alabama plant. It, this plant already employs more than 4,500 people, and Honda has invested more than $2.6 billion in the plant, which produces more than 350,000 vehicles and engines annually. I don't know exactly what models they make there at the Honda Lincoln, Alabama plant, but they're expanding. And if you like good American cars, even though it's from a Japanese com company, $54.8 million expansion in Lincoln and Talladega County in the shadows of Talladega, Talladega Raceway. Good stuff. I don't know if those Honda cars go quite as fast as the NASCAR cars, but <laughs> it would be fun. Don Blankenship, remember his name? He was in the Republican primary in West Virginia for U.S. Senate, and he, Donald Trump kind of went against him in the West Virginia primary. He lost that race, and now he's filed paperwork to run for Senate in the general election, but this time he's going to do it as part of the Constitution Party. Blankenship is very upset about what happened to him in the Republican primary. He's the former CEO of Massey Energy, and previously served one year in prison on a misdemeanor conviction for conspiring to violate federal mine safety standards at a mine where 20 miners were killed in a 2010 explosion. But he is going to try to make a dent in the election as Joe Manchin is up on the Democratic side of things, and, and he's the incumbent. And perhaps by Blankenship entering the race on the Constitution Party ticket, it's going to keep the Republican from getting enough votes and that Republican is Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who won the Republican primary. And now he will he'll not be happy that Blankenship is going to possibly steal votes away from him in the general election in November. Moving on to the city of Nashville, Tennessee. And today, First Lady Melania Trump is coming to the Music City to visit Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. She'll be there as part of her Be Best campaign, an initiative focusing on the major issues children face today. At the hospital, the First Lady will participate in a roundtable discussion about neonatal abstinence syndrome, also known as NAS, a disease in newborn infants where their mother takes drugs like heroin, codeine, oxycodone, methadone, or other agents while still pregnant. She will also tour Vanderbilt's neonatal intensive care unit and meet with patients. That's First Lady Melania Trump in the volunteer state today visiting the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital in Nashville. In the state of Tennessee, they're having, now that Georgia's going to wipe out their Republican primary today and get that behind them, 
Well, the attention now will turn to the state of Tennessee, where they are still uh, days away from their primary in the volunteer state. It's going to be August 2nd is election day in the state of Tennessee. And a new poll is out showing that the Republicans up for the Tennessee governor are in a hotly contested deal. It's, it's a tight race. All four candidates are within striking can distance of a possible victory, according to the latest analysis coming out of Tennessee. And in this race, you've got uh, Diane Black, who's a congresswoman from the Nashville area, and she's been in Congress for a long time, and she's a big Trump supporter. She is in the race. She's got uh, Nashville businessman Bill Lee, who lives in Williamson County. He's actually, according to one of these polls, on top of everybody with 26% of the vote. Knoxville businessman Randy Boyd, he's in there in the mix as well. And the current Tennessee House Speaker Beth Harwell also fighting for the Republican governor nod in the state of Tennessee. The Democrats, it looks like their nominee will likely be the former mayor of Nashville, Carl Dean, I think is his name. Yeah, Carl Dean. He's going up against Craig Fitzhugh on the Democratic side after their primary ends. But a tough race, and if you've been through Tennessee lately, Campaign signs are everywhere, from Bristol to State Line Road south of Memphis. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're everywhere in Tennessee as the, uh, the election for state politics in Tennessee is still days away. Early August is when that's going to happen. And speaking of politics, the Republican National Convention, we told you that Charlotte wanted to try to get it, but some of their leaders didn't want it. Well, just at the end of last week, the city of Charlotte has been awarded the 2020 Republican National Convention. So kudos, Queen City, as you'll be hosting the Republican National Convention in two more years. The RNC Site Selection Committee voted unanimously in a closed session last week to choose Charlotte as its convention site for 2020. That is great news for Charlotte and the Carolinas for the Republican primary or Republican convention to come there and believe it or not only two more years they'll be having that and probably at Bank of America Stadium where the Democrats had a big rally also President uh, Trump isn't a big he's no he's not going to have a fan in Mitch Landrieu the former mayor of New Orleans and the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana Landrieu who's out trying to get all kind of publicity for his new book He's now suggesting that Joe Biden should run against Trump. He said that in a recent interview on CNN, The Axe Files, with David Axelrod, who was with the Obama administration. Landrieu says that he supports Joe Biden running, that he's not sure if he, what he's going to do, but he says that he would like somebody that could restore America's stature in the world on day one. That's what Landrieu said, and he is... Throwing out there Joe Biden as a possible candidate to go against Trump in only two years. And that, that is going to be something that will be here before you know it, as we said, with the convention already being announced for Charlotte on the Republican side. I don't know where the Democrats are going to go, but they won't be in Charlotte. That, now, that would be a lot of fun to have the same parties in the same city for their respective conventions. Now, we, a few months ago, you may remember an Indianapolis Colts football player named Edwin Jackson was killed in Indy, 
and his Uber driver also killed in a horrible car wreck. And Jackson played college football at Georgia Southern. Well, it's just come out that a Guatemalan man was driving illegally and was living illegally in the U.S. and was driving drunk when he killed Edwin Jackson and the driver of the Uber car. The driver, Manuel Orego Savala, pleaded guilty Friday to two counts of operating a motor vehicle with a blood alcohol content of .15 or more, causing death. Mm. Jackson grew up in Atlanta. The driver of the Uber car was a native of Indiana, but an illegal alien leading to the death of an NFL player and his Uber driver several months ago and now has pleaded guilty to that. He's due to be sentenced September 14 and faces a possible maximum sentence of 16 years in prison and a possible fine of up to $20,000. Under the plea agreement, prosecutors agreed to drop two counts of failing to remain at the scene of an accident. Yeah, he fled. As, as bad enough you kill people and then you, then you flee. Former Clemson basketball player turned coach Barbara Kennedy Dixon passed away this week. and She was only 58 years old. She lost her battle to cancer. She was a two-time All-American, a two-time ACC tournament MVP, and a three-time first-team All-ACC selection in a Clemson Athletic Hall of Fame inductee. She was awarded the Clemson Ring of Honor in 2000, and many records in the Clemson women's basketball program are, are hers. And she dies way too young, age 58, the victim of cancer, Barbara Kennedy Dixon. Mississippi is now open for sports bets. Yes, it's now legal as of July 22nd, which was Sunday, just two days ago. That was the official start to legalize gambling in the Magnolia State, but the Mississippi State Gaming Commission said many casinos intend to have sports books running by the start of college football. Down in Biloxi, one sports casino operator says that we've hired our sports book leadership. It's a whirlwind process, but it's very calculated. Mississippi could become the third state to offer legalized sports betting following Delaware and New Jersey. Studies show that Mississippi could see an economic impact of as much as $150 million dollars from sports betting. So if you've got money to burn, head on to Mississippi and put your bet up against uh, whatever team you, you like or don't like. <laughs> I don't have enough money to burn, so you won't be seeing me bet in Mississippi. Hey, this is something that's going to make your mouth water. Krispy Kreme is buying a majority stake in Philadelphia-based Insomnia Cookies for an undisclosed sum. Krispy Kreme, which is based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, made the announcement at the end of last week. Krispy Kreme CEO Mike Tattersfield says that he's delighted to add insomnia to the company. The late-night bakery specializes in warm cookie deliveries. So maybe we can get Krispy Kreme also if you get insomnia. <laughs> uh, I could use either one right now. Finally, in Alabama, be careful if you're around Priceville, which is in North Alabama, not far from Decatur. A wild boar was ultimately subdued after it tried to attack a customer at a Priceville gas station early Monday morning. Officers initially responded to a report of a wild boar charging a patron at the Chevron gas station on Point Mallard Parkway at 3 a.m. The Chevron station is within the Decatur, Alabama police jurisdiction. The animal then ran to the Mapco gas station and into 
Priceville Police Jurisdiction. Wild hog on the run. <laughs> Officers spent 30 minutes chasing the animal through a field near the Comfort Inn, and eventually they had to block traffic to safely catch the animal. But ultimately, a Priceville police officer shot the animal to keep it from causing any more damage. It was an aggressive wild boar, acting Priceville Police Chief Rick Williams told AL.com. And I've seen pictures on social media of this wild hog, and it is a big one. And it has been taken out by the Priceville, Alabama Police Department after it was scaring customers at the gas station. Hogs are big, and they're everywhere in the southeast now. You've got to be careful. If you're out in the woods, especially if you're a youngster and you don't have a chance, adults don't have a chance. I, I even met a guy one time who likes to hunt hogs, not with a gun, but with a knife. He actually wrestles them and stabs them, sticks them, I think is the term he used. That is just beyond crazy. <laughs> only, only in the South. But he was needed in Priceville, Alabama for this wild hog on the loose earlier this week. Well, the Y'all Show will move on in the next segment to the state of Georgia. We're going to welcome in Jim Galloway. He covers Georgia politics for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and AJC.com. And he's going to be by to talk about today's big Republican primary runoff going on in Georgia on the governor's race as Republicans go to the polls to choose between two guys in state government. One has the support of President Trump. The other has the support of current Governor Nathan Deal. What will happen today in Georgia? Well, Jim will tell us all about it. That's up next here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. There's never been a better time to try our Sprint network. We have to find a way to tell everyone. Atlas is here to help. Because now we have our new Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu and all the TV and movies you love. Title Premium Music Streaming. 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot. And full HD. All on the network built for Unlimited at the best price. Exactly. We need to shout this deal from the rooftops. You got it. Atlas, I didn't mean literally. Sprint's new Unlimited Plus plan. Best deal ever. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash unlimited, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan for Sprint account features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit and $30 activation fee speed. Maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. When you don't have a big marketing budget, you have to wait until the opportunity is just right. Well, consider this your opportunity alarm going off. Vistaprint's semi-annual sale has arrived with up to 50% off site-wide, including custom postcards, signs, invitations, posters, and more. And with tons of business card options, like square cards, now's the time to get huge savings on them, too. Make the most of this opportunity. Go to vistaprint.com by July 24th and enter the promo code SAVEBIG. 
And we're back on the Y'all Show, the Tuesday edition of the Y'all Program, where on this program we mix in political talk from time to time and the music there from Georgia boy Alan Jackson. And on the banks of the Chattahoochee today across Georgia, they are having one humdinger of a political race, and we're here to tell you all about it. We go to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution where we find Jim Galloway. He's been covering politics at the AJC for more than 35 years, and he's our special guest on our Y'all Political Report. Welcome into the Y'all Show. Thanks for happen, having me. It's all great to be here. All right. Well, thank you very much. And just another average boring day in Georgia politics today, huh? Oh, heck, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, one, one career is about to get dashed, and, and, and another one was tanked over the, uh, over the weekend on Sunday. You know, nothing new. Nothing new here. Well, for our non folks. <laughs> yeah, for our non-Georgia residents who aren't familiar with what's going on in Georgia today, you've got a Republican primary runoff going on between Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle and Georgia's current Secretary of State Brian Kemp. And I would describe this as a little bit of a heated battle that's been going on. You've had the President of the United States back Kemp, and you've had Nathan Deal, the current Governor of Georgia, back the Lieutenant Governor in Cagle. And it's just, I mean, I know you've been covering this a long time, Jim. Have you seen anything quite like this, at least in a primary? No, no, no. This is, this is, this is, this is highly unusual. And I'll tell you what, I mean, in, a, in the largest picture, what you're seeing now is kind of the nationalization of the Georgia Republican Party. You had, you had uh, Nathan Deal kind of, kind of following traditional footsteps, and he made a last-minute endorsement of Casey Cagle on uh, last Monday, Monday week, mm -hmm. which was kind of uh, it was it was kind of necessary because uh, Cagle had gotten into a, a a bit of a bind with a secret recording made by a defeated rival, Clay Tippins. Uh, where he 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 made the ultimate graph uh, gaff and he spoke honestly about Georgia politics, <laughs> uh, but that was followed two days later by President Trump suddenly jumping in. The guy had shown no interest in this race, and suddenly he's out there with a full-throated endorsement of Brian Kemp. And now, you know, I, I mean, as as the the poll, polls opened a few hours ago, I, I you know I think this is this is Kemp's race to lose. Really. Now, did Kemp have a chance before Trump gave him that backing? He had a chance, yeah. He was already climbing in the polls. And, and a poll that we had done, oh, I guess it's been three weeks now, had showed, shown him just up a little bit over Cagle, which is why, which is why the governor had, had, had come out uh, for, uh, for, for Cagle, just to kind of to, to, to balance that out. Uh, that, this, this, this recording has been uh, – are you familiar with what happened? I, we we covered it briefly on the y'all show a few weeks back. Now was I got to ask you because I, having lived in Georgia for a time two years ago and a little bit last year, the 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 race that this guy didn't make it to the primary, but you had a guy running for governor on the Republican side. Also had the deportation bus. Oh, that was that was Mike Williams. That was Michael Williams. Okay, so was this tape from Michael Williams' campaign? No, 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 no. This was a this was a Michael Williams was the guy. This is what makes this race so ironic. Michael <laughs> Williams tried to be the Trump candidate in the main primary. Okay, in the the, the, the May primary that finished off on twenty fourth, and he didn't scratch. He was uh, he was he, he was a uh, uh, he made some very fundamental mistakes as a, as, as a candidate. Uh, what happened here was okay. So May twenty fourth primary. 
Casey Cagle uh, finishes with just under 40% of the vote. I think uh, Kemp was 13, perhaps, uh, 13 points behind. This is Brian Kemp, okay? All right. There are two other primary candidates in there. Uh, one is uh, uh, Hunter Hill, who finished third. He's a state senator, a uh, former state senator. And then Clay Tippins, a businessman, never held office uh, before. But he's the nephew of a pretty powerful Republican state senator uh, from uh, from Northwest uh uh, Metro Atlanta. Uh, so Casey Cagle wants Clay Tippins' endorsement. All right. So he calls him into his office two days after the primary. Tippins walks in and he's got his iPhone in his pocket and the record button has been pushed, uh, which is unusual to say the least. Right. Okay. All right. So flash, uh, uh, flash forward, uh, you know, maybe two weeks beyond that. And a first soundbite is released uh, by, by, by Clay Tippins. And in it is uh, 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 Cagle uh, explains why he, why he kind of screwed over uh, uh, Tippins' uh, uncle on a piece of education legislation. And explains that it was that he had to have this piece of le- legislation to prevent uh, millions of dollars in campaign support going to uh, Hunter Hill, that 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 fellow who's finished third. All right, so that's put out there. That doesn't do K- Casey Cable any any um, any favors, right? Okay, then another couple of weeks pass, and yet another thing, uh, another uh, soundbite jumps up. Okay, and this one it's 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 Cable. Uh, kind of commiserating with Tippins on the the behavior that Republican candidates find necessary to make it into a primary. You know, he's complaining about Brian Kemp's display on TV in his TV ads of a giant, giant truck. You know, a, he, he he's 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 carrying around a shotgun, and he's talking about immigration. And and Cagle says, you know, something like something to the effect of, you know, this is this has become a contest to, to uh, a contest of craziness to see who can be the most crazy. Okay, again, doesn't do him any favors when it's when it's put out there. Mm-hmm. So that those are the two blows that really that, that really hurt him. Uh, and and you, 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 the irony here is <laughs> uh, is that okay. So Donald Trump and, uh, jumped into the race for governor last week, right? Mm-hmm. And he's and, and and he's kind of on the other side of a guy who's hurt by a secret recording. Okay, this is the same time that Donald Trump is is tweeting about Michael Cohen and his dastardly act of what recording uh, <laughs> recording <laughs> Donald Trump as a candidate. Jim, is, uh, it, it, is it, this all true? Is this not some kind of novel that's being written somewhere? You, you cannot make this up. I couldn't make this up. Okay. Okay. Now, all right, all right. Okay. You want to know? Okay. You want you want strange? Let's let's talk about strange. Okay. And this has this has really kind of a side side issue to do with the with with the gubernatorial race. Okay. Okay. On on Sunday, there's this new program on Showtime. That's hosted by uh, by Sasha Baron Cohen. You familiar with the name? Yes, sir. We sure are. Okay, uh, and uh, he's he's famous for for pranking uh, uh, unsuspecting uh, 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 people. He he did Bob Barr oh, maybe a dozen years ago, uh, and this time he got uh, a a kind of a, a 
uh, a washed-up state senator, a state legislator, Jason Spencer. He'd lost the primary only a few weeks ago. And he brought him into a studio, and Cohen was dressed up as a as a as a a former member of Mossad, and was going to teach him uh, uh, teach him uh, uh, tricks to to uh, uh, defeat Islamic terrorism. And it was highly embarrassing. Truly, he had the guy running around on a wrestling mat with his drawers dropped. Uh, shouting the N-word. It was, it was just, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Now, here's the other part of that is, of course, Spencer represents the hard, you know, the South Georgia, you're familiar with Georgia politics. South Georgia is really hardcore conservative, and Jason Spencer was one of them, all right? He, he was signed up to with uh, Brian Kemp's campaign. Kemp has now erased him from his campaign, all endorsements, all, you know, all, uh, all uh, pictures with Spencer are gone, and uh, and uh, that, it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, absurdist conclusion to a to a to a very absurd political season. Yes, we're visiting with Jim Galloway of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. He's covering the political beat in the Peach State. You can find Jim on Twitter at Political Insider, and that's I N S I D R on Twitter, get all the information, including a link to the story he's just talking about with Sasha Barra Cohen embarrassing a Georgia uh, legislator over the weekend. And, and more importantly, what's going on today as polls are open until 7 o'clock Eastern in Georgia with this Republican primary runoff going on. So we've got President Trump casting his judgment on this race today. You've got Nathan Deal also weighing in and isn't Aren't Cagle and Deal from Gainesville, Georgia? Both of them from the same town. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both from Gainesville, from Hall County, which is uh, which is up Georgia four hundred. Uh, 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 well, is it Georgia four? No, it'd be up eighty five, up eighty five, uh, uh, just north of north of the the city of Atlanta. Uh, they're not personally; they're not p particularly close. But in terms of policy, Deal is uh, is much closer to Cagle than to Kemp. Especially on the issues such as such as uh, as as transit, maybe cr criminal justice reform, uh, the import the importance of avoiding uh, these uh, culture wars that has has doomed economic development in so many other states. Uh, so 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 it's the the alliance there kind of kind of makes sense, but it's not a you know it's, it's not a it's not a, a terrifically personal one. Mm -hmm. Uh, and whereas, uh, whereas you had Mike Pence coming out on behalf of Donald Trump, uh, he came to he, he went to Macon uh, for a for a Brian Kemp rally on Saturday. You really haven't had uh, Nathan Deal uh, personally get out there for Cagle. How aligned was Nathan Deal to Donald Trump during the Trump presidential campaign? Not very much. I mean, he didn't he didn't he didn't speak out against him. Okay, uh, but he. Uh, I, I, you know, he and and I, I, let me see. Am I trying to? He might have. He might have been a Jeb Bush guy, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Seems like a million uh, years so, ago now, doesn't it? <laughs> right. It does. It does. And 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 what's happening behind this, behind the Trump move, of course, is you have a resurgence of the Purdue, uh, 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 Purdue clans, the 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 Purdue cousins, if you will. <laughs> Sonny Purdue is agricultural commissioner. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Secretary of Agriculture for, uh, in the Trump administration, and David Perdue is now a U.S. senator. 
you had uh, that that endorsement from from Trump came on Wednesday, late Wednesday afternoon, and it followed immediately on the heels of a cabinet meeting that Sonny Perdue was there uh, was was in, and Nick Ayers, who is uh, Mike Pence's chief of staff, but also a former Sonny Perdue uh, uh, aide. Um, so there's there was plenty. I, I, there's a there is a supposition that there was a great deal of Purdue influence behind that tweet, mm-hmm. which kind of, which which makes it very very interesting in terms of of uh, insider GOP d- uh, dynamics in Georgia. Well, the really t- crazy bizarre issue going on is this is just a Republican primary going on today in Georgia. They still have to get to the general election, and it's going to be a fight. Because on the Democratic side in Georgia, they're gearing up for what could be a history-making winner in Stacey Abrams. She would become the first black female governor in the entire country if she's able able to prevail in November. And Jim, I've got a, a little teaser for you to maybe write about sometime. Uh, Jim, have you ever had an ex-wife? Uh, no, I have not. I've been fortunate in that area. <laughs> well, good for you. I've got two of them. <laughs> and I got a text Saturday afternoon, and I told you I lived in Georgia briefly a year and a half ago, and two years ago I was living in the Peach State, but I'm not living there anymore. And my ex-wife texted me this on Saturday afternoon. The text says, Hi, Jonathan, this is Leonard, a volunteer with Stacy Abrams, Sarah Riggs, Amico, and Democrats across Georgia. We are fighting for a Georgia where families have the freedom and opportunity to thrive. Can we count on your vote in the November 6th general election? This, again, went to my ex-wife, who's never lived in Georgia, and I haven't even been married to her in a few years. So what? how could this be? This is this is a, a this is a, a a campaign operation that's very going all in on social media and on the new kind of the the, the new technology of campaigning, and it does have some Republicans here worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of there's going to be plenty of money uh, behind the Stacey Abrams campaign simply because Democrats need Georgia Georgia to become a, a swing state, even if they have to push it around, along a little bit. Uh, 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 George Soros, uh, at, at the close of June, he put he he wrote a one million dollar check to the Georgia Democratic Party to push this campaign along. Wow! Uh, it is it it, it is what we could come out with tonight on uh, after 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 voting closes on Tuesday is you could have a a very very solid cast of female candidates. You know, uh, 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 you've already got Sarah Riggs Emiko in the lieutenant governor spot, and Stacey Abrams in the gubernatorial spot. Uh, you could have it. Uh, you could have uh, two very serious uh, uh, women f- uh, in the sixth and seventh district congressional races, Democrats, both of them, uh, against uh, running against Karen Handel in the sixth and uh, and uh, Rob Woodall in the in the seventh. And then you then you've got very strong uh, down ticket. Uh, women, especially in two PSC races, that could give that could give Republicans fits. Hmm. So, so it's it's uh, uh, it's going to be a, a unlike past years. This could be a very ex- exciting November. 
Well, I, I'm not a fan of uh, harassing ex-wives, but I certainly don't need other <laughs> uh, other political campaigns out there, of which I don't even necessarily support anyway, uh, trying to get someone who lives in a state two states away from Georgia to come vote for. Well, okay, here, here's, here's, here's a wild guess. I'll bet you she still has her, uh, her, her old Georgia area code number. Never lived in Georgia in her life. She's got a North Mississippi, oh. North Mississippi prefix, as do I, by the way. So <laughs> I, I don't know how that happened but it made me mad because i think it's just wrong but anyway hey politics is not necessarily something for the boy scouts of the world to be involved with as mao zedong said politics is not a tea party (laughs) jim galloway thank you very much and it is going to be a lot of fun to see what happens in georgia and i'm glad that you are right on the beat and you can go to ajc.com and see all of jim galloway's writings on georgia politics and more. Thank you for being our insider on Georgia politics on today's Y'all Show. I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. All right. We'll come right back. And believe it or not, today is the 20th anniversary of the release of the awesome movie Saving Private Ryan. Can you believe that? It's one of my favorites. And we'll share some memories of that when we come back. This is the Y'all Show with John Ross. Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. An overflowing toilet can wreak havoc on your home. So today, I'll show you how to avoid a flood by installing the toilet in your bathtub. All you need is a plumber's wrench and a hose clamp. This easy modification not only stops flooding, it also cuts down on morning prep time. You could try to protect your home with a tub toilet, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Call Geico and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, 
Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre-diabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. The song, Hymn to the Fallen, from composer John Williams, and that is from the soundtrack to Saving Private Ryan, a movie that premiered 20 years ago today, July 24th, 1998. Can you believe it? Steven Spielberg directed, Tom Hanks starred in, and so many other great actors in this World War II film about D-Day and the invasion of Normandy. This is the All Show with John Rawl. Welcome back. As we remember D-Day, believe it or not, next year on June 6, 2019, it will be the 75th anniversary of D-Day. 75 years since the boys stormed Omaha and gold and June and sword beaches and turn the tide of World War II against Hitler and the Nazis. And this movie that came out 20 years ago today has done an amazing job of telling that story. I know it was a fictional kind of recollection of World War II as the characters in there were not real. But what Spielberg did by doing such an incredible real-life movie with a purpose and with stars like Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan as well. Just just an incredible effort and, and really helped lead to further World War II projects such as Band of Brothers and then ultimately the Pacific around the year 2010. And now it's 20 years since this movie came out and I can't help but put my own personal spin on Saving Private Ryan. 20 years ago I was thrilled when it came out as a history buff as a fan of world war ii history and i remember living in nashville when it came out and actually they were talking about it on a nashville morning radio show i actually called up and talked about it i believe it was on the big 98 wsix i called and said how important this movie was for everyone to go out and see this film set about the invasion of normandy and, and, and I was absolutely right. It, it was uh, a movie that had a budget of $70 million, and at the box office it made $482 million. Won a slew of awards, Best Director Academy Award, and when it was released on home video in May of 1999, it earned another $44 million from sales. 
It's been deemed by the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Saving Private Ryan. Out 20 years ago today, and love the characters in it as they were, again, fictitious, but they featured Captain Miller of the 2nd Ranger Battalion as his troops broke out from Omaha Beach. Of course, if you know anything about D-Day, that was the bloodiest beach there of, world, of this World War II battle, the day, day of days. You know, prior to Saving Private Ryan, the best movie probably about World War II was also about D-Day, and that was called The Longest Day. It's one of my favorite movies as a child. It starred John Wayne as an airborne officer. It starred, gosh, all of the great actors from, from these, those early 60s. So many were in that movie that I can't even, I don't even, it's not fair because I'm afraid I'm going to leave somebody out, but yes. The Longest Day is still a, a, an epic, and it comes on a lot of times on Memorial Day on one of the cable channels. Check it out. But it's in black and white, where this movie, Saving Private Ryan, in color, and you get to see actors like Tom Hanks, Tom Sizemore is in there. You had Edward Burns, who has the smart aleck Private Ryan character that he plays, and then you've got Vin Diesel in the movie as well, Ted Danson. <laughs> And Paul Giamatti, who was just kind of getting started when this movie came out 20 years ago. Paul Giamatti, who went on to star in a bunch of movies and TV shows on Showtime. He's the star of Billions on Showtime. Just a, an amazing film 20 years ago. And I hope it keeps making lots of money because we need to have movies like Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List and more that tell true and very seemingly true movies about our heroes, the greatest generation. As again, in 2019, we'll be celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Normandy invasion. Saving Private Ryan, if you haven't seen it, and some of you may not have seen it yet, is truly worth the time and effort to get it and learn and, and sit down with your family. And, and I know some of it's gruesome with the blood and guts, but real men died in World War II. Real men die in wars. And we salute all of our soldiers, past and present, and the sacrifice that they made and continue to make. Please go check it out if you have it. Saving Private Ryan. Happy 20th anniversary of this incredible movie. Well, thank you for letting me talk about it because it really is one of my all-time favorites. Well, when we come back in hour two on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch over and talk about sports from across the South. But we're going to put our spotlight on the Big 12 Conference. They had their media days last week in Frisco, Texas. We'll hear from Oklahoma Sooners head coach Lincoln Riley, as well as Texas Longhorn skipper Tom Herman. That's coming up in hour two. Plus, we'll have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue back with us, Matt Hermans, And he's on the road, and he's got a report from the low country of South Carolina. What's up on the barbecue front in South Kagalaki? We'll tell you all about it on the Y'all Show with John Raw.
Echo presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Lightning can spark a fire in seconds. So today, I'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort. All you need is a hammer, nails, and 700 fireproof blankets. Upon completion, you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof, it's also extremely cozy. You could try to protect your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Go to GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. There's never been a better time to try our Sprint network. We have to find a way to tell everyone. Atlas is here to help. Because now we have our new Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu and all the TV and movies you love. Title Premium Music Streaming, 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot, and full HD. All on the network built for Unlimited at the best price. Exactly. We need to shout this deal from the rooftops. You got it. Atlas, I didn't mean literally. Sprint's new Unlimited Plus plan. Best deal ever. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash unlimited, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan for Sprint account features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit. Third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Y'all, the show all about the South. Welcome back into Hour 2. I'm John Rawl, and we are talking about Southern sports, Southern music, Southern politics. Great interview in Hour 1 with Jim Galloway of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, breaking it down for us for today's Georgia Republican primary runoff. going to be fun to watch how this one rolls out today and watch the results come in tonight on CNN or Fox or whatever channel you like to watch politics on and see who moves on to the general election in November in the state of Georgia in their race for governor. Also on today's y'all show, we've already told you about all the headlines across the South. We've told you about this being the 20th anniversary of the release of the movie Saving Private Ryan. We've got barbecue talk coming up before we get out of here today. We've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. He's on assignment. He's in Charleston, South Carolina, and he's going to tell us all about his favorite mustard-based barbecue joints that he's already checked out. So you don't want to miss that. That's coming up in just a few here on the Y'all Show. But right now, it's time for what we call Sports Lanyard with John Rawl. This is where we look at college football. We look at other things going on in the world of sports, but mostly not from the, the big boys of college football, meaning the big boys that get all the attention. We're talking SEC, okay? This is the non-SEC portion of our sports report on the Y'all Show. And believe it or not, there is college football out there beyond the Southeastern Conference. And one conference that needs to step up their game a little bit more is the Big 12 Conference. The Big 12 Conference did have Oklahoma 
in the college football playoff last year. They were a very good team that went and faced off against Georgia in the Rose Bowl. Georgia prevailed in extra time. So Georgia moved on to the national championship game against Alabama. Oklahoma's season came to an end. But give credit to Lincoln Riley. The, I think last year he was the youngest head football coach in all of college football. He may still have that dubious honor in his second year in Norman. But he and the Sooners won the Big 12, and they had a chance to win a national championship. And we're going to hear from him in just a second. We're also going to hear from the head coach of the Texas Longhorns, Tom Herman, as the Big 12 had their Media Day event last week in Frisco, Texas, north of Dallas. And we'll hear both of those coaches momentarily. But let's look at what the Big 12 is all about here in year 2018 and what the media projects for the Big 12 Conference in the 2018 football campaign. The media for the Big 12 predicts that Oklahoma will be the runaway favorite to once again repeat as champion. In the 2018 Big 12 preseason poll, Oklahoma is number one, and they got 46 first place votes, 46 out of roughly 50 coming in for the Sooners. Boomer Sooner. <laughs> number two in the Big 12 preseason poll, the Mountaineers of West Virginia. Is this the year Dana Holgerson's unit in Morgantown is going to get it going and, and really take care of business? I would say at home. They've let some close games that they should have won in the mountains of West Virginia against these teams from way off come in there and give them fits. Is West Virginia going to be right there with Oklahoma for Big 12 supremacy in 2018? Well, according to the media, WVU has a real shot, but they only got two first-place votes in this preseason poll. At number three in the Big 12 preseason poll, TCU followed by the Texas Longhorns at number four. Okie State at five, Kansas State, Bill Snyder still leading the troops there in Manhattan, and K-State comes in at number six in the Big 12 preseason poll. The Cyclones of Iowa State, they had a much improved 2017, including a win against the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman last year. Iowa State is at number seven. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech, which begins their season in Houston against Ole Miss on Labor Day weekend. Texas Tech is at eight, followed by Baylor, and pulling up the rear, the Kansas Jayhawks. No surprise there in the 2018 Big 12 preseason poll put out by the media prior to the Media Days event in Frisco last week. Now, in the preseason -pre football team for the Big 12, some familiar names. Selection for the preseason individual awards were quarterback Will Greer at West Virginia. Remember, he transferred to Morgantown from Florida. He was a quarterback for the Gators now at West Virginia, and he was Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive end Ben Banagoo of TCU as Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive back Brendan Radley-Howes at Oklahoma as Newcomer of the Year. Those were some of the individual preseason honors going out. The honorees include 17 seniors, 11 juniors, and one sophomore. Seven were named to the 2017 All-Big 12 first team. So a lot of interest there on Will Greer of West Virginia as the best quarterback in the Big 12, at least going into the preseason. And I'm sure Florida would probably love to have him back under center in Gainesville with their new coach, Dan Mullen. 
Greer got on the blue and gold now of WVU. And if his arm is as good as they say and he can have the kind of season for the West Virginia Mountaineers, as many expect, look for WVU to maybe give Oklahoma a run for the title of Big 12 champs in 2018. Well, the current champ of the conference is Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley was at the mic last week in Fresco. Let's hear what he had to say, some answers he's got for questions posed to him by media members right now on the Y'all Show. Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma. And Lincoln, you recently made some comments on the radio about defense and uh, a certain team from the SEC. Were you surprised at how that, those things were construed maybe uh, nationally and how uh, sort of big it became, at least in Oklahoma? Not really. It's a slow time media-wise. I get that. Um, yeah, I think you had some people that read probably one sentence out of the entire deal, and that's uh, that's what they took from it, uh, when in fact my comment had nothing to do about Georgia specifically and everything to do about the Big 12 and the quality of offenses in this league, and not just last year, but in, in recent history. Um, I think a I think it's a very fair point that even if you had a what is a top five defense in the country, that statistically that would be tough to maintain if you played in the Big 12 Conference and played the quality of offenses that we see week in and week out. And I think, I think if you look at offensively these leagues over the past 10, 15 years, I think that point's very well supported. So, listen, there's good offenses in all in every league. There's really good defenses in every league. Uh, but the best offenses in the country over the last 15 years have been in the Big 12 Conference, and uh, that's what I base my point on. Wendell Barnhouse from the Open Man. Lincoln, uh, read in the offseason where I guess over two dozen NFL teams came to Norman to kind of pick your guys' brains about your offensive schemes and stuff. Can you kind of explain what goes into that? I mean, obviously they've seen the film. They know what the plays are, but what, what are they trying to get? And also how much, if anything, does it benefit – your staff having those guys come in to kind of see what you're trying to do. Sure. Uh, that thing got blown out of proportion a little bit. I mean, it's uh, both the first two questions did. But, you know, I think I think a couple of things factored into it. You know, one, we had a lot of players that were obviously on NFL radars that people were studying. Um, I think, too, the NFL has become a lot closer to what the college game is, at least offensively. And so I think there's there's more things that you can discuss back and forth that are relevant for both sides. And so I think that opened it up. And, you know, some of these were just, you know, hey, a few minutes here or there or a guy at pro day or these guys coming in to work out a guy and they sit there and talk to you. Some were longer, but uh, for us, we're, we're never going to sit there and talk to somebody that we don't feel like we, we can't get something from. I mean, there's got to be something in it for us. And listen, all these guys that we got a chance to talk to, it's very helpful for us. There's a lot of things, you know, for me to sit down, whether it's offensively, uh, whether it's you know more from the head coaching perspective on how you handle different situations or scheduling, I mean you name it. So it's been nice to have a, a few more resources, a few more guys that you can uh, that you can talk to, bounce ideas off of. It's something we've taken advantage of. And uh, listen, we you know we've done some good things, but a lot of people do a lot of good things too. So we're, we're appreciative to have the chance to visit with those people. Jack Rogers, read at CFB. Uh, with Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray being selected ninth overall by the Oakland A's, uh, how will that affect his use on the football field, and what will your coaching staff be doing to help his major league aspirations? Uh, it won't 
uh, affected at all. And I like baseball, but I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'm not going to be helping him any that way. I'll, I'll support him, and whenever he plays baseball, I'll go watch him and cheer for him. But, you know, I'm going to probably more than anything just continue to try to grow him as a competitor, uh, continue to try to grow him as a young man, you know, help him get ready for the things that are going to be in front of him, you know, because that's a big part of my job as well. It's not just about the football field, but I don't know that anything that I'm going to teach him is going to directly carry over. Uh, he's, he's a talented athlete. He's put himself in position to, to be able to choose, uh, to be able to have a chance to do both, and happy, uh, very happy for him uh, to be drafted as I was and the opportunity that, that has been presented to him and his family. Hey, Coach, Ian Boyd, Inside Texas. Your offense managed to score 48 points against Georgia, didn't quite get the, get the win. How do you get the defense back to the level it was when Oklahoma last won a national championship? Yeah, we got to we got to recruit, and uh, we feel like we're you know in the process of, of making a you know a pretty good move there, and that's the first thing that I've seen is our talent levels needed to increase, and I think we're on the way to doing that. I I feel like some of our best talent defensively right now is kind of from our freshman and sophomore classes. You know, we're probably only going to play with one, maybe two seniors defensively this year, which is uh, alarming in some ways, but it also, I think, shows you that we've been on a nice run recruiting here the last couple of years. And so I think that's, I think that is, to me, been our number one issue is our, we've had good players, don't get me wrong, uh, but our talent level has not been the same as some of the other elite defenses in the country. And then I think for us, it's about consistency. You know, we've had some some great moments defensively. You know, one down the road here in the Big 12 championship game. You know, we, we completely shut down Ohio State and Columbus. Uh, we've had some great moments defensively, but uh, we've got to play like that more often. And so uh, we're building. Uh, I know that's something in this period of time, uh, having this entire offseason as the head coach, as opposed to last year, that I felt like, I've been able to do my job better on that front because I, I'm the one that's ultimately responsible for it. And uh, so I feel great about our staff going in. I, I love our talent, even though it's young, we're gonna have to grow up in a hurry, but I, I don't think we're far off from being the kind of defense that we wanna be. 34 year old Lincoln Riley, former Texas Tech Red Raider, now Oklahoma University head football coach at last week's Big 12 Media Days in Frisco, Texas as he was able to answer questions posed to him at the mic. Good job there, Coach Riley. Now in Austin, Tom Herman, a little bit of pressure mounting his way. Luckily for the Horns, they were able to knock off Missouri in the Houston Bowl at the end of 2017. So they have won a bowl, something they have not done in a while. And they've been able to get through the Charlie Strong era now and Tom Herman in year three, I think, coming up this year in Austin. Well, the Horns fans, the burnt orange bovines, they want success. They want to capture another conference title. They want to be back in the national championship hunt as soon as possible. And the former University of Houston coach who left Houston to go to Austin to be the head of the Horns, well, he was at Big 12 Media Days. And these are some of his thoughts and some of the questions that he got answered last week. Uh, Jack Rogers, Reddit CFB. Have you had to make any significant changes after having a punter like Dixon leave who could, uh, who could win games and like has won games for you? Only to sign his cousin <laughs> uh, from Australia. No, we, we haven't 
we haven't had uh, any significant changes. We'll, we'll see uh, how the punter does uh, when the, the bullets are flying. There's 100,000 people in the stands, but had a great spring. Uh, our, our scheme won't change, and I, I, I don't see any philosophical changes at all. Question on the outside right. Tom Richardson from Marlin Ports. Hey, uh, Coach, you said that uh, you were going to evaluate Tim Beck as a play caller and then decide if you would be calling plays this season or if he would be. Uh, what kind of evaluation did you do? Will Tim Beck uh, be calling plays to start the season? And if he does, uh, how long or short will his leash be? <laughs> uh, I, I, the good thing is we don't have to make that decision now in the middle of July. Uh, you know, what, we're going to do whatever is best uh, for the University of Texas and for our offense. Uh, again, I, I have always been very intimately involved in uh, the play calling on game day. Uh, there isn't a play that's called that I don't have veto power of. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I think the, uh, the, the true measure uh, of an offense and, and its efficiency is one, uh, the, the talent that, that is on the field, certainly, uh, we played, again, there were multiple games where we started five true freshmen and a true sophomore. And, you know, th there's uh, an element to, to, to that that you're probably not going to light the world on fire on offense. Um, and the, the best thing about true freshmen is they become sophomores and they develop uh, and they learn how to finish. And so uh, it, our, the way that we handle play calling is very collaborative. What we do uh, throughout the week uh, is much more important than the three hours on Saturday in terms of game planning, in terms of installation of the game plan, in terms of the knowledge and retention of our players of that game plan. So uh, there, no decision has been made, nor, nor do I feel any sense of urgency to, to have to do that. Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register. Tom, you talked about the um, instituting the job fair for players after the season. That's cool. What about players having the right to market their name likeness and, and you know image during their college career. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, well, my thoughts are I think that within the current model that we have, we should do anything and everything we can uh, for our student athletes. I, I think you see that push the, these last five years, five, six years, uh, has been tremendous from the cost of living uh, allowance to uh, the new redshirt rule that just passed that allows players four more extra games to play uh, from the new transfer rule. So we're, we're doing a lot of things for student-athlete welfare. The time demands have, have, been, have gone way down. We have uh, you know, eliminated two-a-days practices. We've, gotten, we've shortened the length of training camp. So there's a number of things that we're doing within the current model that we can. And so as long as anything can fit within the current model of college football that benefits the student athlete, I'm all for it. Uh, now, I, I'm not privy or, or intelligent enough or, or have the knowledge to, to know the ins and outs of, of whether that can or can't be done. But uh, if it benefits a student athlete and it fits in the college football model, I'm all for it. Former Cal Lutheran wide receiver Tom Herman, now the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. And that was him talking at last week's media event in Frisco, Texas, as the Big 12 held their media days. And Texas fans ready to see the Horns back in football supremacy. They just don't need to have any kind of hiccup as they go this year to College Park.
Remember Maryland came into Austin and shocked the Horns? Well, this year the Horns want to give a little payback to the Big Ten's Maryland Terps as they head to college. Actually, the game's not going to be there. It's going to be at FedEx Field, if I'm not mistaken, in Landover, Maryland. But the Horns and the Terps early in the season getting it going in college football. And, of course, Texas fans want to give Oklahoma a lot of problems in 2018, and they, they want to beat all their other Texas schools as the Horns looking to get back on track even more so in 2018 with Tom Herman at the helm in Austin. And that's a look at the Big 12, as we heard from two of the marquee coaches in that conference. And again, Oklahoma able to get to the college football playoff last year, but the, just a tough break there in overtime against Georgia. And they did not have a chance to go play for another national championship in Lincoln Riley's first season in Norman. But that may be an inspiration here in 2018 and maybe compete against the Alabamas and Clemsons of the world. And you're very likely going to see a team like Oklahoma back in the mix in the national championship hunt slash playoff hunt when it gets that time. Before we close our sports land yap, we want to give a congratulations to Brad Brownell, the head coach of the Clemson University basketball team, as he received a new six-year contract on Thursday of last little week. And this contract will give the Clemson head basketball coach $15 million through 2024. He spent eight seasons already at Clemson, and his previous contract was through 2021. His average salary increases to $2.5 million per year. Not a bad deal for the 49-year-old Brad Brownell. And he's set to become the Clemson coach that's been there the longest. And he will be if he stays throughout the duration of his contract. The longest-serving men's basketball coach in Clemson history, Brad Brownell, assuming he makes it through the duration of his contract and enjoys that $2.5 million per year contract that he's got in Tigertown with Clemson. Again, Clemson able to advance last year to the Sweet 16. They were able to take care of business in round one, and then they knocked off Auburn to advance, and then their season came to an end. But a, a very good time for Clemson basketball fans last year. The previous Some of the previous coaches in Clemson history, Banks McFadden, who coached there about 10 years. And then a guy we mentioned on the show yesterday, Cliff Ellis. He was the head coach in Clemson from 1985 to 1994 before moving to Auburn. And he's now the coach at Coastal Carolina University in Conway, South Carolina. But basketball coaches haven't had that much success leading the Tigers. Brad Brownell has done enough to show athletic director Dan Radakovich and Clemson University President Jim Clements that he may be the guy that can take this team a little further down the road. <laughs> hey, Brad, first thing you got to do, you got to beat the UNC Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Clemson has never beaten their ACC, I won't call rival, but their fellow ACC school, North Carolina. They have never defeated North Carolina in Chapel Hill in the history of the program. And this, these teams have been in the ACC together since the early 1950s. That's hard to do. That is, I mean, we saw even Kansas beat Texas in football two years ago. And now Clemson still hasn't beaten North Carolina in basketball. <laughs> that's, 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 that's hard to believe. <laughs> 
But that's a look at it, both NCAA football and basketball here on the Y'all Show. We try to cover it all here on this show all about the South. When we come back, we're going to move over to talking about good grub. We're going to have Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, join us next. And he's got a report from Clemson Tiger Country. He's in Charleston, South Carolina, not exactly right down the street from Clemson, but a couple hours drive. It's in the same state, at least. And I guarantee you, Matt's going to see plenty of tiger paws while he's traveling the highways and byways of Charleston and the Lowcountry. So we'll have a report from Hermans next on the Y'all Show with John Ross. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. There's never been a better time to try our Sprint network. We have to find a way to tell everyone. Atlas is here to help. Because now we have our new Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu and all the TV and movies you love. Title Premium Music Streaming. 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot. And full HD. All on the network built for Unlimited at the best price. Exactly. We need to shout this deal from the rooftops. You got it. Atlas, I didn't mean literally. Sprint's new Unlimited Plus plan. Best deal ever. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash unlimited, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan per Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit and third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. When you don't have a big marketing budget, you have to wait until the opportunity is just right. Well, consider this your opportunity alarm going off. Vistaprint's semi-annual sale has arrived with up to 50% off site-wide, including custom postcards, signs, invitations, posters, and more. And with tons of business card options, like square cards, now's the time to get huge savings on them, too. Make the most of this opportunity. Go to vistaprint.com by July 24th and enter the promo code SAVEBIG. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. You know, we're just catching a little groove before the show. All right, welcome back to y'all. And maybe my most enjoyable segment of the week when we welcome on the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue to the Y'all Show with John Raw. We've got Matt Hermans. And Matt, you are not in your usual barbecue bunker this week. We've taken you all the way to the low country of South Carolina, and you're in the Charleston area, I do believe. Yeah, that's right, John. That's right. I'm doing uh, everything I can to uh, to get out and do research for the show. So, yes, I am over in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, as we speak. Well, we, we want to know more about what you've been able to find from a food standpoint 
in South Carolina, and I think you've got Georgia on your radar as well as you'll be heading to Savannah very soon to, to see the barbecue climate in the coastal empire. But let's first find out what have you dined on thus far. Let's let's all be envious of Mr. Matt. <laughs> well, I would say um, we've dined on just about everything we can get our, our hands on. Um, this is obviously a pretty amazing food town, as you know, uh-huh. being a native of Carolina and yourself. But uh, we've actually had some barbecue over here. Um, I went to a place called uh, Pugin Smokehouse. It's on Bay Street. And, uh, East Bay. It was East Bay. Get it, get it right. You're right. Correct. correct. Which, which yes, don't, don't be confused. If you go to Charleston... Uh, East Bay's been there for hundreds of years, by the way. But in Charleston, oftentimes, just like most cities, on the direction of the street, it, they shorten it up, and they've got E period, like for East E mm-hmm. E period Bay. So it says eBay. And did that? Yeah, and and it, we're not talking about the website eBay. It's E East Bay E eBay. <laughs> yeah. so. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, it's nice to have a a local and a and a cultural expert like yourself uh, to to walk me through idiosyncrasies like that for sure. The place is incredible. Uh, but yeah, I had some barbecue over there. We had some South from the South Carolina mustard sauce on some ribs and some pork shoulder. Was very very good. We've eaten uh, we've eaten a ton of oysters. I mean, I, I think in the the bay out here must be running out of them at this point. We've uh, how do they stack up with there. what you find in the Gulf of Mexico? They are very very different. It's amazing. The varieties over here, um, there's, uh, they have varieties going up and down the coast, down to Georgia, up to, to Virginia and farther north than that. And if you like oysters, like I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably do, uh, they, uh, they all taste different. Some are, some are saltier. Some of them taste, uh, oceany. Some of them are just kind of mild and creamy. Um, it's just different. The Gulf, the Gulf oysters taste different. These are fantastic over here. It's just, it's cool to be able to taste the variation. Well, we're in the middle of summertime, which isn't normally a very good oyster season. And we, we just announced on the y'all show last week, a man down in Sarasota, Florida died after eating oysters. So are you comfortable with the safety of the oysters in July? Well, I am here because, um, uh, I think the furthest, they told us yes. The furthest uh, oysters south that they have been serving around here, I think, is at the bottom of Virginia, Chesapeake Bay. So apparently, the water's a little bit cooler up there. Typically, during the summer in the Gulf, the Gulf gets so hot, we're used to eating uh, what we call uh, farm-raised oysters uh, that they they do in the estuaries around there. So yeah, um, yeah, I think I think probably Georgia or South Carolina oysters at this time of year probably wouldn't be that great to eat due to the temperature of the water, but. Uh, they've been good so far up in Virginia. I think there's some from Maryland um, that we've had, so they've been good. I- I'm fine um, with with eating oysters all the time. I guess I like to live on the edge. Yeah. Well, this is something I don't get a chance to bring up to you very often since you're more of a, a nighttime or lunchtime snack. But since you're on vacation, there's yes, a, there's probably a good chance you're eating some good southern breakfast food. So tell me what, what you might have been able to devour thus far. Yeah. Well, I'm a... I'm a big, uh, big fan of shrimp and grits, and this is, of course, kind of ground zero for that phenomenon. We did do that at a little place called Eli's Table, um, which were very, very good. The uh, the kind of rough stone ground grits, I really love those. Uh, that was fantastic. We had that yesterday. And we've just kind of, uh, we've gone to several different places and eaten, kind of shared a bunch of little small brunchy plates. Uh, we've had, uh, like I say, shrimp and grits. We've had different kind of oysters. We've had... Uh, my wife enjoyed a uh, 
a seafood omelet the other day with some tasso gravy on it. It's been great. Uh, that's probably just <laughs> well, that's, that's that's some of the hits right there. Matt, I'm fortunate enough to be a, a fan of yours on socialist media and on Facebook. I, I know I know you probably enjoy it, but something tells me that that uh that maybe there's a chance you don't but i think you probably do because if you wanted to be a real man you'd put a stop to it if you wanted to i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but your wife yeah. she she, she can she's she, she's borderline she's borderline uh what's it uh, uh facebookaholic yeah i'm thinking what's the word that they use the the media that that tracks down people all the time takes pictures uh, I don't know, but I can tell you this. She's out of control with the pictures. Let's just say it that way. Paparazzi. Uh, borderline paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, she takes a lot of pictures, posts a lot of pictures. The good news for me is I don't even have to log on Facebook ever. She does it all for me. So, okay. Um, I'm just basically contracting any social media out to her, and she gladly does uh, it. I know everything you've eaten, <laughs> and I know everything you've worn in the last four or five days since you've been mm -hmm. on vacation. And so probably I'm just by, probably down to the minute. Yeah, I'm just very thankful. I mean, I haven't been able to go on a vacation this year, and so I'm living vicariously through the humans. So thank there you. you. We'll keep it. We'll keep them coming. I can guarantee that. <laughs> well, I'm looking for whatever you got next. Now you've had barbecue in this four day odyssey thus far. How many times have you been to a barbecue place? So far, I've, I've limited myself um, to just the, the one trip to Pugans over on East Bay Street. Now, I'm going to eat another. I'm going to have another, uh, find another place in Savannah to do it. I could eat barbecue every day of my oh, life. Well, I know you could. I know um, you could. I don't know if your I, wife feels that way. No, no. She, she's a. Uh, she she likes everything. She likes different things, and so do I. But if she left it up to me, I'd probably eat the barbecue place twice a day, and uh, until I ran out of barbecue place to eat, and then I'd go home. But um, yeah, no, we're we're keeping it. Uh, we're we're keeping the restaurant options diverse. But no, I've had one, and then uh, when we go to Savannah, I'll have another. I'm just figuring out where that place is going to be. Well, let, let's let people know in case you're not familiar with South Carolina barbecue. The thing that makes South Carolina a little bit different than most every other southern state is mustard-based barbecue. And and it's always pulled mustard-based barbecue, pulled pork. And the thing I wanted to ask you about, Matt, is yep. since you're the barrister, Matt Herman's the barrister bodacious barbecue with us here on the Y'all Show, most South Carolina barbecue is not only mustard, at least in the central part of the state and in the low country as well where you are, it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not only mustard-based, but it's really... It's chopped up and like mushed up, almost kind of like, uh, like a really finely cut up and and kind of smushed up. I'm, am I making okay. sense here? Yeah. Are you are you referring to? Uh, we it's, have a mutual friend that calls it ice cream scoop barbecue. Yeah, it, it's not it's not stringy barbecue. No. Well, yeah. So we had. Um, yes, I would say that's accurate. We did have some pork shoulder that was. Um, uh, it was pulled in that kind of way. Uh, ends up being kind of a very soft, if you want, if you will. There's not big chunks like, like say, in Memphis or something like that. But um, yeah, it was good. It was um, they used uh, hickory wood and finished off with some local white oak, which was is a nice flavor profile. But yeah, the the mustard sauce on the on the pork is great. I have to say, it's it's fantastic. And the, the sauce we had the other day is real tangy. Uh, you know, it, it was bright bright yellow, glow in the dark. And, uh, yeah, just it goes really well with the smoky pork. It works out great. I, 
yeah, I do enjoy it, I have to say. And I want to tell people, if you haven't had mustard-based barbecue, please try it. It's obviously my favorite. It's my – everybody's – where they're from, usually the barbecue from there is their favorite. However, I will tell you, all mustard-based barbecue, every every variety, every person that makes it, makes it a little bit different. So if you mm-hmm. try it and you don't like it, please don't give up on mustard-based barbecue. Somebody else may have it a little bit different that's right up your alley. Yeah. And, and some yeah. are more mustardy and some are sweeter. Some mm-hmm. have a vinegar element to them. I mean, it's it's all over the board. That's that's true. I, I love it. Um, actually, my wife, uh, is it's her favorite uh, favorite type of sauce. That's her favorite style. So um, I can vouch for that. It's great. We have had different sauces in the past. The one I had yesterday was very mustardy, very tangy. I tend to kind of lean that way. But there's other ones that are sweeter, almost like a honey mustard, which are delicious as well. Yeah, it's not just one sauce. You're right about that. There's a whole variety of mustard-based sauce. Of course I'm right. I, I'm, we're talking about mustard-based barbecue. I'm the barrister, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the barrister of mustard-based barbecue, right. man. Come on. <laughs> Matt, we're going to keep talking yes, barbecue you with you here as uh, we don't want to take too much of your time as you are out getting the great experience of South Carolina low country barbecue here on the y'all show. But when we come back, we'll keep talking key with Matt Hermans as the y'all show continues on a Tuesday. hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. Moving expenses? There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. An overflowing toilet can wreak havoc on your home. So today... I'll show you how to avoid a flood by installing the toilet in your bathtub. All you need is a plumber's wrench and a hose clamp. This easy modification not only stops flooding, it also cuts down on morning prep time. You could try to protect your home with a tub toilet, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. Twenty-something miles. 
town ain't got a Walmart and never ever will. There's a church and a fill-in station where you get your gas. Then there's Dixie Rose Deluxes, honky tonk feed store, gun shop, used car, beer, babe, barbecue, barbershop, lumber man. And welcome back to the Y'all Show with John Rawl, our final segment of the Tuesday Y'all. We've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hearmans, on assignment for the Y'all Show. He's in South Carolina, heading to Georgia. He's traveling the Atlantic coast, checking out barbecue joints, eating oysters, living the good life. Are you having any beverages along the way? I have kept myself hydrated. Okay. Yes, that's very important especially in the heat. Yes, we have uh, we have sampled a few of the local uh, adult beverages, the frothy variety around here. I, and, uh, I think, thanks to your wife being a paparazzi member, I do believe I saw <laughs> at least one picture of you at Tommy Condon's in downtown Charleston. Does that sound familiar? We we did. We did. Uh, we availed ourselves of the, the lively Irish pub. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, a lot of local, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good local, beer in charleston it's a kind of a big beer city now it seems like um so we've enjoyed some of that as well you gotta stay cool you know with your whistle it's, it's hot yeah. so what what do you think about beer and barbecue do they actually go together oh yeah absolutely okay yeah beer. now yeah and i do uh i have done a little bit of research on on beer i'm i'm one of these people who uh who likes the craft beer and the varieties and things like that that go along with it. So there are some different beers that go well with different kinds of barbecue. That, uh, and that I can, uh, I can vouch for that because of research on my own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's like a, it's like pairing wine with French food. You pair, you pair beer with barbecue, you know, it's, uh, it's just that level. I think it's just different. So yeah, for sure. Well, I tell you, I, I do, I'm 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 no heathen here. I I I I'm not going to lie about it. I I drink beer from time to time, but I cannot drink beer if I'm having barbecue. I've got to have tea. I've got to have at least half and half tea, if not going full throttle and all sweet tea. It's just something about barbecue and sweet tea. It's no, that's true. It's it seems to me that's the perfect mix. None. Why not both? That's my <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm not quite as adventurous as you, you know. But uh, I've got a radio show to produce. I, I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't lose my stake where I am That's in life uh, by having either too much. Frankly, Matt, this is sad news. I, I hope I w don't wish this on my worst enemy. Do you know what I'm having an issue with now? Uh oh. And I, and I had it a couple of years ago when I went to Destin for a few days. And had too much seafood, but I'm uh -oh. having I'm having issues with gout. Oh no! So that means you got to stay away from spicy things, salty stuff, all that kind of good stuff, right? Well, what it means, based on my very unscientific knowledge of it in the last three months that I've had flare-ups for the first time in five years, I first got it when I absolutely pigged out on barbecue. <clears throat> yeah. Ugh. Yes. And I, mm. I walked around here like my toe had been amputated for for about two weeks, and I finally got oh, yeah. I finally got the right medicine, and I got better. Well, just last week I was in Franklin, Tennessee, great town, and I went to one of my favorite old barbecue joints, 
in the Nashville area, Witt's Barbecue, and I loaded up on two barbecue sandwiches. And I'm not kidding, within 24 hours, I was having a flare-up on my left big toe, which is a definite sign of gout. So oh, man. I think I can eat barbecue, Matt, but I just got to do it in moderation, which is very, oh, very, very tough. And I know you it's wouldn't. Very, very difficult. I don't, yeah. I don't think you could make it if you had to eat barbecue in moderation. No, no, it just, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you have a little bit, it makes you want to have a little bit more. Um, well, I'm going to send you my condolences. I'll send you a card. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have my severest sympathies on Matt, that. Matt, I think I like barbecue more than I like uh, my big toe. So I'm thinking about cutting that darn big toe off if I have That's another flare-up. Because the, the weird thing about gout, if you don't know what it is, people, it is known to be a an ailment caused by eating things like too much meat. And it comes originally from the days when there were kings and queens and the people of those times, ha they, they could, if you're the king of a country, well, you can eat anything you want. And as a result of that, they would have these issues of gout show up. So only the rich people would get it big time. And I'm no king, but I have had gout. And I don't wish that on you, Matt, or any of our listeners. No, no, I'm sure. I didn't know that. And that's, uh, I learned something myself here today about the gout. I think it's got to do with something with the acid, uric acid i'm no doctor mm -hmm. so it's an excess of that caused by having too much meat especially pork or maybe uh, some type of other meat in yeah. your in your system it's well, it's not a fun thing to have no no i i think you know if it comes down to the point where you, you can either eat no barbecue or lose your toe that seems like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, before we get out of here with you, any any sp places you want to highlight on today's Y'all Show that we want you, that you either have been or that you want to definitely take take in while you're on your odyssey? Yeah, well, I would recommend uh, the entire city. This place is beautiful, as okay. you know. But, no, I would, I would, I would definitely uh, recommend uh, Pugin's Smokehouse on East Bay Street. I researched and looked up a lot of things and talked to people before I went over there. It's kind of one of these uh, more modern kind of a gastro pub barbecue joint where you can sit at the bar and, and have a cocktail if you like that type of thing and sample different times, uh, different pieces of meat. Uh, it was great. It was a really cool place, easy to hang out. Um, really enjoyed that uh, very, very much. We also went to a place called The Watch um, at the top of the Restoration, which is a hotel in Charleston with a cool view, a little little snacks and things like that up there. But if you want a cool, uh, nice view of the city, I would try that out. That's a pretty cool spot as well. And, uh, yeah, just wandering around. Uh, some of the, the coolest places we've seen is just walking down the street and you dive, you uh, duck into a little spot. And two hours later, you had a good time and you come out of there. So it's, uh, it's an easy city to do that in, as you know. And is it kosher to mix barbecue with other forms of meat, meat that you may not always – connect the dots with for example oysters and barbecue is is that acceptable i don't know you okay. know what but you've given me an idea okay so uh let me let me research that and get back to you well you know in south carolina especially <laughs> in the low country of south carolina they, this isn't the time of year for this but are you familiar with an oyster roast i've seen yeah i was uh i've seen it uh done here and i haven't I haven't been part of one but uh, i've seen it done here and i think they do it down in savannah as well so yeah basically dig a bunch of oysters out of the the muddy estuaries and put it over fire isn't that right and you put it over fire you actually can do it with a burlap bag over your grill yes yeah, okay yeah that's yeah a, a wet bag yeah i've seen that that's 
seems great. If it was probably a couple months down the road, I'd be, I'd be. We'll have to have you all over that. Since you're our grilling guru, we'll need you to do that, and and you can report back to us on exactly how to pull it off and not burn the whole neighborhood down. <laughs> I'd be happy to do more research. Yeah. All right. Well, we want you to continue to have a great trip and maybe mix in some history while you're in that very historic part of America. And Charleston bills itself as America's most historic city. And I know you're making history right there with your wife on your little time away. But good job. Good report. We're all envious. And again, in South Carolina, mustard-based barbecue is the way to go if you're in the middle part of the state or along the Atlantic coast in the southern part of the state, in the low country, as they call it. And Matt Hermans, we I wish I were in your very large shoes right now. <laughs> I can highly recommend, absolutely. All right. Well, we look forward to getting the recap of your Savannah experience on next week's Y'all Show. So thank you very Can't much. Wait. And then go out and go eat some more Q. Can't wait. Will do. All right. Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Well, that concludes today's Y'all Show. Again, thanks to Matt for coming on and taking time away from his his bride to tell us all about his barbecue journey. Also want to thank Jim Galloway in Hour One. He was our special guest from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution telling us all about today's big Republican primary runoff in the state of Georgia. And the returns of that race we'll mention on the Wednesday Y'all and tell you who will move on to the November general election to face off against Stacey Abrams, a Democratic nominee. Well, thanks again for listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. We'll see you on the Wednesday edition. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Lightning can spark a fire in seconds. So today, I'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort. All you need is a hammer, nails, and 700 fireproof blankets. Upon completion, you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof, it's also extremely cozy. You could try to protect your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. There's never been a better time to try our Sprint Network. We have to find a way to tell everyone. Atlas is here to help. Because now we have our new Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu and all the TV and movies you love, title premium music streaming, 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot, and full HD. All on the network built for Unlimited at the best price. Exactly. We need to shout this deal from the rooftops. You got it. Atlas, I didn't mean literally. Sprint's new Unlimited Plus plan. Best deal ever. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. 
Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan for Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit. Third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply.